I'd like for you to turn first this morning to the first gospel. Um, and uh, just kind of hold your finger right there for a moment. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. Uh, but one of the scriptures that we have an outline, and I just want to quickly mention it, is from Proverbs 25 and 25. As cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. There's a lot of things that we can read in the scriptures that uh, may condemn us, reprove us. But boy, it's still good news. Amen. Glad that God shows us our faults and our incapabilities to help us to get back on the right path that he might use us for whatever it is that he would see fit. But in the third chapter of Galatians, I want to read uh, verse 6 through verse 18. And in this, you'll notice in uh, these verses, especially verse 8, is where we get our title. As I said, keep your finger or keep it marked the first gospel. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. In the scriptures, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith. Preach before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faith for Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not a faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet it be confirmed. No man disannulleth or addeth thereto. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promise made. He saith not, and to the seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. In this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. Uh, I hope that we can see from this that the promise that was given unto Abraham was that the Gentiles or that the world would be blessed through his seed. Now, he's not talking about Isaac. He's not talking about Jacob. He's talking about Jesus. And I'm thankful this morning that through him we have a hope. Uh, in a couple of verses here, there's some things in uh, verse 17, uh, verse 16 and verse 17. The word uh, disannulleth is in 15 and then uh, disannul is in 17. And it talks about that the law that was given, though the law was given, it did not 
um, um, hinder the promise that God made to Abraham. Uh, the law is our schoolmaster. It brings us to the knowledge of sin. Paul said, I will not have known sin if it had not been for the law. And the law has said, thou shalt not covet. And so because of this, uh, we can see that because Christ fulfilled the law, that the law did not disannul the promise. That the seed that was promised through Abraham, not only did he come and uh, create the law, make the law, he fulfilled the law. And because of that, we all have hope today. Uh, there are uh, some things when we look at Abraham's life. Uh, I, I've often wondered how that Abraham uh, come to the knowledge of God. Uh, and one of the things in this study that, and it depends, I guess, upon which chronologi- chronological outline that you use or study. Uh, we do know that from the scriptures that Abraham... Uh, lived in the same time that Shem did. And if you remember who Shem was, he was the son of Noah. Uh, there are three sons that we find written in the book of Genesis, uh, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And it was through the promise of Shem that the Redeemer would come. And we know that from the Gospel of Luke, and we can uh, verify that in the Gospel of Matthew as it goes back to Abraham. Um, but for at least 150 years of Abraham's life, Shem was alive. Uh, And some uh, timelines even put that uh, Noah was still alive for the first few years of Abraham's life. Uh, I can't verify that with the scriptures per se as much as we can that Shem was alive. Uh, But wouldn't it be amazing to be able to talk to a man that helped build the ark? Uh, Wouldn't it be amazing to sit there and have him to speak concerning the things, how that God brought judgment upon this world because of sin and be able to explain to him that God gave us a job to do and the whole time that we were building it, he was telling daddy that you, this is Christ. This is a one that's going to come. This is a fulfillment of the promise. This is all that there is that needs to be for the sake of the salvation of mankind. Those that were in the ark were saved. And I marvel at that. Now, as we said, we're taking our thought from Galatians 3 and 8. And it says, uh, preach before the gospel unto Abraham. And if the Lord will help us this morning, I want to look at just a few things concerning this uh, and hopefully bring out some scriptures here uh, in just a moment, uh, maybe what it had have been like for Abraham. The particular phrase to be understood that the promise made to Abraham was that through his seed, Isaac, Jesus would come through Christ, all nations of the earth would be blessed, that Jew and Gentile would be justified through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Preached before the gospel is a phrase, a Greek phrase, pro young anglizomai, and it simply means, it's only used here by Paul, it means to announce or to promise glad tidings beforehand. Uh, I still believe we do that today. <laughs> I do. Uh, it is uh, uh, made up of the preposition pra, uh, which means prior or before, uh, and yo anglizo, which means to preach, preach the gospel, to bring glad tidings. So whatever it was that was promised unto Abraham was good news. <laughs> and folks, I'm telling you, we need good news. Uh, there's enough bad news in the world. Uh, as a pastor, most time you get a phone call and you see that it's one of the church members. Uh, 
You just hope for once it's not going to be bad news. But most time it's not. Uh, but God gives us the grace to go through that. Uh, in this promise, there are several things that are contained within it. First off, that the children of Abraham would be gathered of all men. Not just the Jews, but all men. In Ephesians two eleven through 16, Wherefore remember that ye being in times past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision, in the flesh made by hands, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off, were made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. He hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Now, we understand that the promise that was made unto Abraham was that all nations of the earth would be blessed. I believe that many times in the Old Testament that when we see the term Israel or Judah or the children of God, that many of those times they can be referencing us today. Uh, I believe that he could be very possibly, and I'm confident that many times uh, that he's speaking of the spiritual Israel and not of the nation. Romans 9, 6 and 8 tells us that not as through the word of God hath taken none effect, uh, excuse me, not as though the word of God had taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are Israel, neither because they are, are the seed of Abraham, are they all children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called, that is, that which are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Galatians 3 and 7, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. This promise not only gives us the opportunity to understand that, but it promises us that not only we'll be part of the family, but we'll be heirs. Uh, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry out before Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. This promise comes through faith and that not of works. For the promise that He should be heir of the world, this is Romans four thirteen and 14, was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made none effect. Uh, one of the promises that we read in Galatians uh, brought out the promise of the Spirit. Long before Christ said, I'll send you a comforter, He's promising that He would. And I believe Abraham knew about it. Galatians 14, 3 and 14. That the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The worth and excellency of this promise 
are enhanced by the fact that every single person can obtain. I'm glad that it's not just me that God wants to save. I'm glad it just wasn't the Jews. I'm glad that God desires to save all men. Galatians 3 and 8, the scripture again and what we read in the scripture for seeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying in thee shall all nations be blessed. I thought about this last night, Brother Ken, Brother Jeff, when y'all was giving y'all's report. The surety of this promise is guaranteed. (laughs) Because it's given and stands behind one who cannot lie. (laughs) In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. This promise is made sure by Jesus By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. In other words, Christ secured it for all men. Throughout the Old Testament, there are numerous promises and announcements given concerning Christ, His church, and the redemption of man. Now, I'd like to ask a question. I ask you in the beginning to turn to the first gospel. How many of you turn to Matthew or one of the four gospels? Raise your hand. Okay, how many of you didn't turn nowhere at all? Okay, well, I want you to turn to Genesis 3 and 15. I believe the gospel's been preached for a long time. And if you turn to Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, you're about 4,000 years too late. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. I can't prove this, says God, come and spoke to them. But I'm almost fully persuaded that the gospel that was made flesh preached the gospel for the very first time. And he gave it to Adam. We find the gospel promise given to Japheth. The same promise that the world would be blessed. And God shall enlarge Japheth. And he shall dwell in the tents of Sham. And Canaan shall be his servant. Now, we know from the scriptures, we know from, as we said, the uh, uh, third chapter of Luke, that Abraham and the Jews came from Noah's son Sham. Uh, I believe... I believe that this is uh, correct. I believe that we come from Japheth. Uh, I believe he's their granddaddy. Now, if that's the case, God made a great promise to Japheth here. First off, the, uh, uh, the, word, the word, the phrase shall enlarge is patho. And it means to make wide, to make ample space. The uh, hip stem of this is that the means of it is a causative action. In other words, God promised then that He was going to do something great. To dwell in the tents of Sham uh, is another phrase, and it's from the root word, Shahain, and it means to inhabit the land, to possess it. 
Japheth's descendants shall participate or settle down and have citizenship with Shem. Jew and Gentile shall be joined together in the promise of Abraham. What does this mean? That God had already determined to make the Gentiles a part of the family of God. When he was promising that he would make a nation from Abraham, he was promising that from this nation one would come and bless the world. And I'm glad that he did. Uh, I didn't really see this until just a couple of days ago. But I thought about when this happened. If you remember in the 10th chapter of Acts, Peter was sitting on the rooftop of a man by the name, or by uh, Simon uh, that lived in Joppa. The Bible says that there was a sheet that was lowered down. He was in a trance or in a spirit. And he saw all manner of four-footed beasts and of unclean animals. And God said, Arise and eat. And Peter said, Lo, no, Lord. He said, Nothing unclean has ever come to touch my lips. Paraphrasing. And he said, What God is clean, let no man call common. After that, God told him, He said, There's some men down there waiting for you. You go with them. He went down. He found some of the servants of a man by the name of Cornelius. He followed, went, and he preached the gospel in that home. I believe that God was saying, come home, child. Not just to Cornelius, but to you and I. And to the whole world. Ephesians, Paul says this. Wherefore, remember that you being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth or polity, the citizenship of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes were far off were made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both, both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself a twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. And of course we get to Abraham. It is evident, in my opinion, that Abraham had heard the gospel long before he left Ur of the Chaldees. Uh, the promise that is made in Genesis 12, 1, chapter 12, 1 and 3. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will shew thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. I believe that God had saved Abraham before he left. Uh, a lot of people believe that the name Abraham, that when he was changed from Abram to Abraham, I've read people, I've heard people say that that's when the Lord saved him. No, it wasn't. That was just a re, uh, reconfirmation of the promise that God made to him. I take that every time that I feel the blessing of the Holy Spirit, that God's reconfirming the promise that he made to me. Uh, I don't know what my name's going to be when I get there. There are several mics. I've even noticed several mic reads. But that's okay. When he calls me, I'll know it. Amen. And I believe you will too. 
uh, Genesis 5 and 5, it says that uh, he told him, and I'm going to go through some of this and just read. He said, uh, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou art able to number them. And he said unto them, so shall thy seed be. Uh, Genesis 18, 19 through 14. And they said unto him, where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And, so, and lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. Verse 14. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. Sarah shall have a son. In verse 18 of that same chapter, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and that all nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Isaac is given the same promise in Genesis 26, verses 2 through verse 4. I'm going to read a portion of verse 3. And I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham. Thy father, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and I will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. I hope we see a theme here. God's promising continually that you and I would receive the gospel and have a chance to be saved. Jacob, 28, Genesis 28, 14, 11 through 14. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set. And he took the stones of that place and put them for his pillow and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it and to thy seed and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou, shalt, uh, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all families of the earth be blessed. Genesis 35, 10 through 11. And God said unto him, thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more, or thy, uh, Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. Now, one of the things that I really hope the Lord will bless is this next portion. God had told Abraham that through Isaac that this promise would continue. We know that God told Abraham to go to the mountain and to sacrifice his son. Now, I believe that Abraham knew that God, even though he had to kill, if he had to kill his son, God would bring him back alive. Amen. The Hebrew writer tells us this. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and, and he that had received the promise, a promise says, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it is said in that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, according or accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Isaac had not yet met Rebekah. He didn't have no sons. He didn't have no descendants. But yet God uh, or Abraham believed the promise of God that through his seed, through Isaac, all nations would be blessed. Now, uh, as we see here, it was a figure. It was a type. It was a foreshadowing. I believe that Abraham knew about Jesus Christ. Amen. I do. Amen. 
I believe wholeheartedly that he knew that Christ would come and that he would die for the sins of the world. Now, in these scriptures, and you know these as well as anyone else, uh, we see that uh, uh, when Abraham is uh, heading up, he has young men with him. And he said, abide here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. I don't know this for a fact, but I can almost see uh, 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 an illustration or a spiritual uh, awakening that God was going to teach us about the resurrection. Uh, he's going to go, but he's going to come again. Uh, Jesus knew this. He said, no man taketh my life. I lay it down freely. But then when they desired a sign and they desired miracles, he said, there's nothing going to be given unto you except for the sign of Jonah. For three days and three nights was he in the belly of the well, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. And of course, we know he rose the third day. Uh, what was this figure? Uh, as Abraham was uh, going up, let me read this first. Uh, in the Gospel of John, eight, chapter 8, verse 56, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it. Amen. And was glad. I believe he knew about him. He understood the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus, that God would not allow the Holy One to see corruption, and that Christ, as promised to Abraham, would be our substitute. God slain the animal to cover Adam's nakedness, and the promise was given in Genesis 3 and 15. And Abraham took wood of the burnt offering, laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb. I don't know if Abraham knew that there would be a ram stuck in a thicket. But I believe he knew that God was going to provide himself a lamb. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by the horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the steed of his son. This is the substitution. Uh, where Abraham, the son of promise, was supposed to die. God provided a substitute. And folks, where you and I deserve to die... God provided a substitute. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And again, the next day, after John stood and two of his disciples and looked upon Jesus as he walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. It's funny that the same writer that wrote this also wrote this next part. And behold, and I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and the four beasts, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. As we said, I believe that Abraham must have believed the promise of the Redeemer. If we believe that Job uh, uh, lived during the patriarchal time, we know that Job believed this. Oh, that my words were now written. Oh, that they were printed in a book. That they were engraved with an iron pen and lead in the rock forever. For I know my Redeemer liveth. For him to be 
a redeemer, he had to die. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no remission. And this is the continuation of Job's statement. And that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. Brother Michael, you'll see him. And so I, and so everyone that's been born of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I've got several scriptures that I want to read. All of these are from the Old Testament. I'll not read where they're taken from, but I ask that you bear with me. I believe that there are a lot of things said uh, prior to the record given to us in Genesis. We have to remember there were uh, over 1,500 years from the first chapter to the sixth chapter. Uh, We know the gospel was preached during that time. So I believe Abraham knew a whole lot about the truth of God's Word. Though it's not recorded what the conversation was like, but if you will allow me and indulge me, I'd like to just give you my idea of what it might have been like as Abraham stood in Ur, and God was about to make this promise. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will shew thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And Abraham would say to God, How will these things happen? How can this be? And God said, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flash shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he has set judgment in the earth, and the isles shall wait for his law. Thus saith God the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spreadeth forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and the spirit of them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will uphold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people For a light to the Gentiles, to open the blind eyes, and to bring out of the prison prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will not will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. But the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I'll tell you of them. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, even I will both search my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. And I will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries. And will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers. 
and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture, and upon high mountains of Israel shall their fold be. There shall they lie in a good fold, and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock, and I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. For I will take you from among the heathen, and gather you out of all countries, and will bring you unto your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. I can just say, Abraham, now, Lord, how in the world... Or we're going to know him that is to be the shepherd and bishop of our souls. This is kind of where our thought comes from. I can just hear the Lord say, Abraham, I've got good news. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion. And to them that turn from the transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord, I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. For, for, the rise, for from the rising of the sun, even to the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be girdled of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall eat them, and the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the sucking child shall play on the hole of an asp, and the weaned child shall put his hands on the cock trust den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of, the, full of the knowledge of the Lord, and the waters cover the sea. And in that day shall the root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people, to, um, to it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Therefore the Lamb, the Lord himself, will shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth hath been from old, from everlasting. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon him, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. 
to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind, excuse me, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf should be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert, and the parched crown shall become a pool. I thought about this last night too. <laughs> Brother, you can be out in the middle of the Sahara Desert. But where the Lord is, there's this pool of refreshing water. In the thirsty land, spring water. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay, shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there. And a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. But it shall be for those, (laughs) the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up their own. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. But fear not thou, O my servant Jacob. Be not dismayed, O Israel. For behold, I will save thee from afar off, and thy seed from the land of thy captivity. And Jacob shall return, and be in rest and at ease, and none shall make him afraid." And it shall come to pass that as ye were a curse among the heathen, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so will I save you, and ye shall be a blessing. Fear not, let your hands be strong. And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto, unto them and not forsake them. Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise from thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation. When at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulon and the land of Nephtali, and afterwards did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them have the light shined. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. <laughs> 
until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth, and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all the kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou shalt also be crowned, be, be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, neither shall thy land be land any more be termed desolate. But thou shalt be called Espa, my delight is in her, and thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. I'm going to skip this next portion and get down to the last part. I can see Abraham standing there and say, Lord, why would he do this? For all sinners, there is not one that doeth good and sinneth not. We're all like sheep that have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. When he called it after us, we despised and rejected him because he had no form, no comeliness, no beauty that we should say. Excuse me, no beauty that we should desire him. And we hid our faces from him and esteemed him not. Who can say I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin. Hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of men are never satisfied. I don't know this, but if this is the way that it happened, God could look to Abraham and said, you've spoken true. For the soul, the foot, even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ornament. For thus saith the Lord, thy bruise is incurable. Folks, when it comes to the heart of man, there's nothing that you and I can do. Thy wound is grievous. There is none to plead thy cause, that thou mayst be bound up. Thou hast no healing medicines. All thy lovers have forgotten thee, they seek thee not. For I have wounded thee with a wound of an enemy, with a chastisement of a cruel one. For the multitude of thine iniquities, because thy sins were increased. There is no healing of thy bruise. Thy wound is grievous. And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there. And the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. But Abraham, I have good news. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people. For you are the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand, and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen. When, it was, when Israel was a child, then I loved him, and called my son out of Egypt. Yea, he loved the people, or his saints are in thy hand. And they sat down at thy feet. Everyone shall receive of thy words. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice, that he might instruct thee. And upon earth he shewed thee his great fire, that thou heardest his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved thy fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them, and brought thee out in his sight with his mighty power out of Egypt. Drive out nations from before thee greater and mightier than thou art, to bring thee in, 
to give thee their land for an inheritance as it is this day. Only the Lord had delight in thy fathers to love them, and he chose their seed after them, even you above all people as it is this day. None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. But the Lord said, I am gracious unto him, and I'll deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgression and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes were he healed. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, and yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when he, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many? For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors and bare the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. They have gaped upon him with their mouths. They have smitten him upon the cheek reproachfully. They had gathered themselves together against him. I gave my back to the smiters, he said, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from their shame and spitting. And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the clear day. And he made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. For thou wilt not leave his soul in hell, neither will he allow his Holy One to see corruption. Thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive, Thou hast received gifts of men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. The dead men shall live together with my dead body. Can I finish? Awake and sing, you that dwell in the earth, as thy dew as the day of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. And the Lord shall guide thee continually to satisfy thy soul in drought and to make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a water garden, like a spring of water, whose water fail not. And many nations shall come and say, Come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of God of Jacob. And he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord shall go forth out of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. We have some more scriptures here. But I'd like to save just very quickly. I'm glad God keeps His promises. I'm glad that God will continue to keep His promises. I don't know what the Lord saw in me. He knew every sin I'd commit before He ever saved me. And yet He still spoke peace to my soul. I don't know if you got anything out of this, but I want to thank the Lord for the enjoyment that I got in studying it. And I hope and pray above all things that we remember, as it's been said yesterday and today, 
I hope lies in the Lord. 